Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's coming up, Simpsons. This episode is brought to you by Honey Roasted Peanut. Ooh. Ingredients. Salt. Artificial honey, uh-huh. roasting agents, pressed peanut sweepings. Ooh, mm. nice. Yeah, we don't usually get an ingredients list with one of our <laughs> sponsors, but I felt compelled to. Um, we are also sponsored by the 10 Do's and 500 Don'ts of Knife Safety. Oh, no. Yeah. Got to read that book. Got to gotta look into that. And um, <laughs> lastly, but not leastly, and but really, most importantly, we are sponsored by an old uh, map of Krusty Burger locations. <laughs> hey, that is important. It is important. Did it bring in a lot of money? Mm, just more Krusty Burger maps, really. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, of course, talking about the episode Boy Scouts in the Hood. This is the eighth episode. <laughs> I had to say it like that. Um, <clears throat> and if you read it, you would too. This is, of course, the eighth episode of the fifth season of The Simpsons. It originally aired on November 18th, 1993. It was written by Dan McGrath, directed by Jeffrey Lynch, and the showrunner at the time was David Merkin. Gotta get those Merkheads back. Gotta get those Merkheads. We established on a previous episode... <laughs> That all people that are obsessed with David Merkin are called Merkheads. Uh, the episode that we uh, initiated that movement, mm, uh, well, the yes. movement predates us, of course. Of course. It predates Merkin, oddly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the episode that we talked about that uh, was with Bobcat Goldthwait, who directed some episodes uh, of the show that our guest is on and wrote Whoa! on. Oh, so that's quite a segue. Thank it's you, amazing Merkin. Amazing segue. Uh, yeah, we're super excited to talk to our guest, uh, Adam Caton Holland. Hello, Adam. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, Adam, we're super excited to have you. Uh, in addition to your show, uh, Those Who Can't on True TV, which I love. I'm such mm-hmm. a big fan of that show. Uh, and various stand-up specials and you know all the stuff you do, comedy writing-wise. Uh, you just have a book that just came out that I got to read that is unbelievable. It's Tragedy Plus Time, a tragicomic memoir. And it's out now. Um, I read it. It's beautiful and sad and funny all at once, which is kind of what The Simpsons does. It is mm-hmm. best... Probably a little sadder than most Simpsons episodes, at least right. this one. But it's it's so good. It's so touching. Can you tell people about the book? Yeah. I mean, the book is um, it's about it's kind of a memoir and it kind of gets into my family and growing up and being really funny with my little sister, Lydia, and forming our senses of humor together. And then six years ago, Lydia took her own life and it sort of deals with that and what the past six years of my life have been like and you know, that happened right around um, some coinciding career success. And so just how it's been very odd navigating all of that. But it's a big sweeping book about families and grief and being funny and trying to be funny in the wake of grief and uh, getting a lot of good reviews. And it's uh, something I needed to write. Yeah, I I really think it's so good. And it's obviously very specific to you and in, in the events that happened. But it's something that, as you said, like, because it touches on so much of family and career and all these different things, it's universally relatable mm-hmm. and something that, you know, I know that our listeners and everyone else on the Max Fun Network would really love. So everybody should definitely check that book out. Um, is there a specific place that you point people to buy it on your website or just kind of wherever books are sold? Yeah, wherever books are sold. I say support independent bookstores. Go to your local bookstore and buy it. Hell yeah. And I'm going to ask the question that's probably burning on the minds of, um, you know, all of your fans and people that have read the book. Um, what's the word on the sequel? You going to write uh, Are you working on that right now? Milk some sure. more. Grief. Yeah, absolutely. It's called, you know, books always equals... have sequels. Yeah, yeah. I got to figure that out. I'll, uh, I'll get right. back to you. Right, one. right. Cool, cool, cool. But uh, as we say in the industry, it's in the works. Sure. It's on the oh, pipeline. Yeah. Uh, a lot great. of important people, a lot of heat. A lot uh-huh. of, cool. Uh, a lot of real energy. Got to tap into that project. heat. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad we got down to the bottom of it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, for anyone of our listeners that hasn't seen those who can't, I really think everyone would love it. It's, I mean, to me, it's almost like silly to say that anything is Simpsonsy because it's it's very obviously the thing I'm going to go to the most. But those are the shows right. I like the most. The ones that are like full of like you know just very like punchliney 
just really solid Rich joke writing but, but like yeah. a whole world and like adults acting like children mm-hmm. and you know children sometimes being more mature it has a very Springfield Elementary fun vibe but if it was like a focus on Skinner and Kerbopple and just you know all these kind of like adult kids and i love it so much and so well that's the nicest compliment ever i was like i've worshipped the simpsons growing up and uh one time some reviewer said it's like a live action simpsons and i fell out of my chair I was <laughs> yeah. like, that's the best yeah yeah so I we all think we that. all love the simpsons and you know just density of jokes within right. an episode we kind of you know shoot for the moon with that and, and the simpsons the early simpsons being the moon Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's that sweet. It's like the golden era Simpsons where it's a little absurd at times as well. Yeah. And it has a lot of fun, like little references to things that mm-hmm. aren't even necessarily like this episode, too. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is such a great example of all of that. I mean, we're going to get into it, but exactly what you're saying, Allie, like I love it when, you know, the Simpsons, particularly in this episode, when like Homer is just being like you know, dialed up to 11 Homer of being yeah. this like super dopey, goofy, <laughs> you know, guy. And then, and then there's, you know, such a great ending to this episode too, that feels like it's really, you know, exemplifying that sort of like, we're just going to fucking end it by our terms kind of way. There's um a really strong confidence in the storytelling of this episode that I feel also bleeds into those who can't. So I'm excited to talk to you about this and talk about all of it. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so in addition to uh, the those who can't guys liking uh, The Simpsons, was that something that was big in your household? Did you guys watch it as a family or did you get into it a little later in life? Yeah, I watched it with my little sister a lot. And that's actually why I chose this episode. There was like, there's a line in this episode where they're out stranded at sea. I don't know how if you get into the order of the episode first, but basically they have one last precious morsel of food, the cheese doodle. And, like, Homer puts it on the hook to try to catch a fish. And they're like, no, Homer. And he does catch a fish, but then the fish breaks the line and it, and it swims off with the doodle. And Ned goes, Godspeed, little doodle. <laughs> and, like, my sister Lydia and I just, we weren't raised religious, but, like, we thought that was such a funny, sweet line mm-hmm. that we just appropriated it. And, like, I didn't even really That's remember amazing. where it was from until I uh, started writing the book. But, like, we would say that anytime we'd see, like, roadkill on the side yeah. of the road like godspeed little doodle it became like our silent little prayer yeah. for anything sad or gone or dead so i don't know that when i realized that and kind of you know been thinking about my book so much i was like that's perfect it's from that episode so um i not a, you know i i latched on to much funnier things than that but that was something <laughs> that my sister and i subconsciously internalized and just reused again and again and again I love that. Yeah, that taps into like one of my favorite conversations with fellow uh, Super Simpsons fans where, you know, I'm always really curious to hear like what lines kind of permeated into your everyday use. Of course, you know, people seem to use boo urns in their daily life or, you know, yoink is something that I feel like has even like newscasters say (laughs) yoink, you know, libraries. Mm -hmm. But like my my sister and I, ours, uh, we'd go, you know, I hate it when and the waffle stick together with something that we would <laughs> somehow jam into everyday lingo and I don't know <laughs> like together is what good waffles do best I know it's yeah it's it's just funny those little things that kind of rise to the surface absolutely I love it mm-hmm. I always like I could play that <laughs> yeah that's good oh yeah and, and of course like going into you know writing comedy I, I can't not think about that radioactive man uh, episode with um, Millhouse being like so exhausted in his trailer <laughs> yeah I, I've said it before but I'll say it again like every time I get notes and it's like the fourth round of notes on a thing I'll go but we did it <laughs> it took seven hours but we did it it's done it's done <laughs> well, that's why I love I love the name of your podcast because I always said everything's coming up Millhouse yeah you know, my whole life oh, I said that so Perfect, yeah. perfect name. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, Adam. Um, so in addition to the, the the personal connection, is there anything about this episode or even season five, just kind of this era of Simpsons that particularly resonates with you? Um, the, I feel like they're really starting to first get absurd. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was probably, I don't, you know, probably know the politics better than I do, but I bet it was the first kind of shift where they're like, screw you, Fox, we're successful. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to, and we're going to be as funny as weird as we want to. And like, there's that line where he's like, 
Dad, cartoons don't have to be 100% oh realistic. God. And another Homer <laughs> oh walks by. I had to rewind. And I was just like, yes. I had to rewind no like four times. I was like, I need it. It's so good. And it's also kind of like, yeah, it's like a very uh, loving fuck you to people that are also like super nerds and get mad about like, you know, like the, the minutia of the fan detail stuff. And like, right. you know, it, it's 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 so loving and playful that they get away with it, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's just a good life lesson. Like, you don't have to hang up on those things. Yeah, I, I also really love, um, you know, getting into just a little bit of the history. I don't know the, you know, super, super tiny details, but I feel like, yeah, like, as you were saying, the general political shift of their relationship with Fox, it's sort of like this fun wave that I feel is contained within the first nine seasons where I do believe that season five is this time of like, fuck you, we're successful. Seasons one and two seem to be like, oh, please don't cancel us. And then like three to five is fuck you, we're successful. And from all our conversations with like people like Bill Oakley and Josh Schweinstein, it's like seasons six through eight maybe was, okay, we're definitely going to be canceled. So we might as well go down in the blaze of glory. Yeah, (laughs) to some extent, you know, and that's sort of where you get in like season eight, the Armin Tanzarian episode where they're like, well, fuck it. And then they did get canceled, and that's the end. And that's the yep. end, and now we're <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, even, like, use of um, celebrities. Like, I'm sure Fox yeah. is like, you got Ernest Borgnine? And they're like, yeah, we're going to, like, totally creepily kill him off. And, like, <laughs> In a Predator great, style. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the uh, Deliverance style. Yes. Yes. Like, it's so <laughs> We're going to get into it. So good. They've so, always anyway. been good with, like, guest stars, you know, uh-huh. when they have, like, uh, Johnny Carson and they don't let him do anything and they have like red hot chili peppers and they like kick him out of Moe's you know it's just like I love <laughs> that they just don't really honor the co-star well they honor the co-star by fucking with them yeah 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 we've talked about how they were kind of one of the first shows to really do that like to treat guest stars with a, a you know self-deprecating quality mm-hmm. you know like when they have Adam West on and and just totally make fun of like that version of Batman not being cool anymore like why right. why doesn't Batman dance anymore you know right right because I think then it would cheapen the overall tone and theme of the show and what they were trying to do you know because and that's what they kind of did with making fun of the crossover episodes they never wanted to seem like you know the spirit of what the crossover episodes for tv shows were in the 70s of like just completely selling out oh yeah so like i feel like this was like a very clever antidote to that totally Mm -hmm. um so for those that haven't seen the episode in a while uh julia is gonna help us out my favorite segment is me reading from wikipedia (laughs) ice cold (laughs) um this can either be good or bad we don't know so here we go in the episode Mm -hmm. bart intoxicated from an all syrup squishy mistakenly joins <laughs> I know this is where we're entering mistakenly joins the junior campers a boy scout style organization that's not affiliated with the boy scouts of america thank you wikipedia <laughs> After finding advantages to being a member, Bart gets taken in by the group and eventually goes rafting on a father-son outing with Homer. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> there's right. There's really no B story to this episode, so you know, I feel like there's really not much more to comment. Yeah, there really, well, you're right. there really there's, isn't. There's no B. Yeah. This is one of the first episodes where it just, like, just really a smooth sailing from the mm-hmm. top to the end is such a straight shot. Yeah, I feel like if we were to really mine for a B story, um, and this is like really, really searching for nothing, it's um, Homer being a jerk to Bart. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not not anything. I like uh, when he's I like, it. Egghead likes his bookie book. Oh, it's so... <laughs> I, I love the way Homer is in this episode. Even though he's a total asshole, I'm like, you're so fun! <laughs> he's not uh, He's not what the kids call jerk-ass Homer, though. The one that, you know, for for those that don't, you know, read the message boards, people talk about how... I guess that maybe it's the No Homers Club. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nerds. Uh, but that... <laughs> and, and they will. <laughs> and they will. As is their right. <laughs> uh, but they, I believe, are the people to coin the term jerk-ass Homer which described kind of the character shift in the later seasons where he's no longer this like kind of golden retriever oaf who does stupid things. He's kind of just this kind of mean-spirited guy. He's max power. He is a little bit. But like it's, you know, in this there's something like still so cute about it like yeah. I, I don't know like he's totally being a jerk but my dad was a jerk to me in this way in a way that made me feel totally loved 
Well, the style in which he's being a jerk is so over the top that you can't really take it seriously. And you kind of (laughs) want him to derive pleasure from it, you know? Like, he's just like, oh, like, wiener, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's even the language he's using is, like, really, like, flowery in a way that only Homer could do. And Bart can take it. Yeah. And I also think they establish him as, like, like you said, Homer at 11. He's so dumb when he's, like, having the conversation with his brain about, like, Money can be exchanged for lots of things. I know. Like, explain more. Like, so they've really gone out of their way to show that Homer couldn't be dumber in this episode. Yeah. Bart, Bart has all the coins. Absolutely. So I think it's kind of okay that Homer thinks Bart's doing something dumb because no one could possibly like Homer or think Homer's the voice of like right in this episode. Right. Absolutely. Speaking of having all the coins, this episode starts at the Noiseland Arcade. Ooh, yeah. Wow, that was an amazing transition. (laughs) Thanks, Julia. Wow, you teed that up and you just fucking swish. You know, I paid Adam to say it. Yep. Well, that's it for me, everybody. (laughs) But your book sequel. Um, (laughs) uh, He's got to go write it. So this episode is, um, this particular scene is one of my very favorite jokes. I fucking love that there's a My Dinner with Andre yes! fucking video yes. game. And the, the options are so mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I don't know if you guys, you guys have seen My Dinner with Andre, right? Yeah. I hate that movie. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, this is so boring. Like, there have been a million, and I love old movies so much. Like, I was raised to l- appreciate the arts right. and get, I get it, but... Oh, God. And I also love Wallace Shawn to the point that I call him Wally Shawn and people give me shit. <laughs> but, my God, that movie goes on. So It's, it's, awesome. it's, it's horrible. It's I so horrible. That in high school philosophy class <sighs> in a public high school. We watch that and everyone's like, what are we even doing? This is just phoning it in even by your standards, sir. Right. It's like a bad podcast. Yes. Do they yeah. exist? I care not to know. Um, I've never heard of one. I've never. Uh, yeah, well, I feel like My Dinner with Andre is I mean, thank God for it being such a universally hated like punchline because I feel like there's been a lot of great comedy that's come out of it, like, like waiting, waiting for, for Guffman. Guffman. Yeah, um, but I also feel like uh, my dinner with Andre was like such a specific movie for a time and place that filled that very like proto NPR listener, you know, kind <laughs> totally, of totally. yeah uh, theater goer. Yeah, um, not to not to talk trash on this podcast. It's usually very positive. Do it. But I just saw um, a trailer for a movie called The Bookshop. Have you guys seen the trailer for this? No. It's just about um, a, a British woman opening a bookshop, and people are not happy about it. And oh no! I turned to Mike, uh, my husband, in the theater, and was like, "God, this is some like room with a view. My dinner with Andre bullshit that like yeah. grandmas are gonna eat up." <laughs> It's going to win all the awards, but it's about nothing. There was a trailer for the movie, uh, the the Nick Hornsby book, and I love, I loved oh, the book. I just the, saw it. The trailer for uh, Juliet, Juliet Naked. Naked. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that it's great because I love Nick Hornsby and I love Ethan Hawke and I love Rose Byrne. But like I was watching it, uh, watching the trailer before the movie Eighth Grade uh, and my boyfriend Alec was just like, I don't want to watch these guys text. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very great way to summarize well i'm here to say that it was good tell me more i remember seeing the preview for the second best exotic marigold hotel and i I looked at my wife and i was like i think i just went through menopause i think i had a yeah well that's good you'll save money on tampons thank you thank you uh i i do we do talk a lot about memes uh on this show because it has become an important part of internet culture to use a appropriate simpsons gif um and the tell me more uh just just the hand on the joystick to tell me more is something i love to use as a nice either sarcastic or earnest uh little response so use that folks I've never used that one. I usually go to the um, uh, Smokey the Bear one <laughs> where it's like, only who can prevent forest fires? <laughs> you pressed you, meaning me. <laughs> How do you use that? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> Did I catch you in a lie? No, you didn't. I think I usually phrase it in a way where I'm like, only who can go to Stonecutters this weekend? <laughs> Wait, so it works when you're talking about Simpsons trivia. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> it's a closed loop, Allie. <laughs> I'm not as savvy on internet stuff as you. I think it's been established I'm an elder millennial. You admitted it. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, right, so... you're catching us in a fight, Adam. This is not no, what you I'm, asked I'd for. I love it. 
<laughs> you will be asked to take sides later. Uh, so we don't normally spend <laughs> we don't normally spend twenty minutes on one joke, but we have to. It's such a good one. Uh, we're actually going to take a very quick break, and then we're going to hop in this episode uh, like we're hopping in a raft. It's going to be a great time. Ugh. We'll smell you guys later. <laughs> Hi, I'm Biv. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. And then that's how my day starts. Yeah. Come on. I'm I so am- sick of it. <laughs> when is that going to be over? Like, I want it to stop. <laughs> Teresa, you're hurting my ears. <laughs> I don't blame It sucks. It really sucks. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Find us on MaximumFun.org, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, hey, we're back. What a great break. I loved that raft. Yeah, I smelled all of you guys. <laughs> uh, so we're still at the arcade in this point of the episode, but there are some highlights of just the different types of games that the boys are playing. It mm-hmm. shows you who they are. Uh, I don't know if you guys spend a lot of times, uh, time in arcades as a kid, but I definitely did, and I still do. Like, I will still kind of seek them out. They, they have barcades now. That oh, makes yeah. it more fun. I, you know... I prefer having alcohol there, but I don't need it because it's such a thrill in and of itself. <laughs> I what? need it. To, yeah, <laughs> yeah. to pretend Thank to you, drive a car. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I always went to as a child. And I'm very bored. I just went to the Simpsons uh, arcade game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's great. Except it's just so, like, it's so demeaning of Lisa and Marge. Like, Marge has a vacuum. I That's know. what she uses as a... Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to change uh, the realities of sexism. Right. Uh but basically, they get kicked out as soon as, you know, Bart mutters that they don't have enough money, which has a great, very dramatic, like, mm-hmm. you know, squeaky voice team coming out. Um, but I really relate to this idea of just, like, being a kid who's bored and is just kind of yeah. like, I don't know what to do other than punch my friend in the arm. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so desperate and suburban and sad. So I love suburban it. and sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that moment too. I just love like the simple line of um, Milhouse going, you know, this is wearing a bit thin. And (laughs) Bart going, you think so? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like they really capture that kind of kid summer feeling in this episode. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know, like summer when you're when you are a kid, you think is like going to be action packed and crazy. But reality, for the most part, maybe depending on how much money and and Mm -hmm. ample time you have, is really just kind of like, oh, I'm so bored. It's a long Like, there's nothing to do. Like, I don't want school to be back, but I also am kind of like, oh, what is there? However, the Simpsons' best depiction of summer ever is Bart gets a pool. Yes! That that is a summer episode, and they just crush it. The ending with Martin standing naked, singing the summer wind. The artwork for my second album, I had Dave Clock, and I was like, look at that scene and kind of go from there. Like. I wanted. I love that. Oh, scene. Dave's the Sorry, best. Dave's the best. I didn't interject my favorite one. Simpsons summer moment. Oh, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> my friend uh, recently dismantled his. Like he had like a little circular inflatable pool thing, um, and like te- he's a big Simpsons fan too. Yeah, okay, like a kiddie pool. Like a kiddie pool, kind of. But it was, but it was more like adult thing i don't know i don't know pools i don't know pool science okay <laughs> but anyway he texted me a photo of like the like weird grass stain the pool shaped stain in his backyard it looked exactly <laughs> like martin's pool and i just I, it was perfect i was like soon i will be queen <laughs> queen of summer i love it uh so when the kids are outside you have this uh for lack of a better term in this case bum who comes up and right. you know is saying just like you mustn't kill time you have to cherish it seize the day may i have change to get loaded <laughs> yeah uh, a little sad in a 2018 lens but funny then <laughs> yeah definitely i definitely felt like a little problematic i was like oh i don't know it's like a quick easy drunk homeless guy joke yeah, but, uh, yeah. Hey, maybe, but you know, it being The Simpsons, 
Maybe it was the first one. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm real tired of this drunk, edgy, homeless guy PC culture. <laughs> I mustn't be muzzled with my edgy entertainment. <laughs> Julia, put down that knife. Mm, nope. It's already up in the air. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with it. Well, it's because you haven't read down. the book of what to do and don't oh, do. That's, ooh, that's right. <laughs> you're, you're on fire today, must you know, I say. I had a, the, the normal appropriate amount of sleep a human's supposed to have, which mm. I don't think I've had in years. Right. <laughs> when I actually get eight hours, I feel like a different person. I feel like I'm on drugs. Listen, I haven't been alert since I was a child. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> uh, so at this point, Homer uh, and our sponsor, yes. uh, p- just the the, run- the honey roasted peanut arrives. I love this moment. Uh, I don't know, Adam, if you listened to any of the Simpsons albums. Uh, oh, yes, kinda- absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I think this is on either Songs in the Key of Springfield or um, Go Simsonic, where they have the songs, but then they also have these like little interstitials of just like moments from episodes. And this uh-huh. was a track that like I haven't completely memorized. And it's something that like it feels like there's a lot of bouncing to his delivery of like uh, ingredients, salt, artificial honey roasting <laughs> agents, and pressed peanut sweepings. And I and you mentioned it earlier, but I love the way Homer talks to his brain. You know, it's like, oh, twenty dollars, twenty dollars can buy you lots of peanuts. And I feel like explain further. Yeah, oh, I think it's explain how <laughs> the way he just like yells it out. It's it's so great. I feel like that is also a Simpsons line that I'll say in my. My daily life, you know, in my interactions with bank tellers and <laughs> grocers and the like. Absolutely. Yeah. Or also like the later callback where it's like, quiet brain or I'll jab you with a Q-tip. I love yeah. that. Yeah. There's uh if you ever want to just have a wonderful time, just watch the Homer talking to his brain montage that's on YouTube. Oh, of course. I believe Jordan Morris and I uh, shared that life tip, but he and yeah. I did that when we were in Big Bear, just under the, st- under the stars, uh, watching The Simpsons' <laughs> the best ofs. <laughs> you guys are not dating, and you are not but married are, to each but other. But we are in love. But you are in love. With The Simpsons' YouTube clips. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the most romantic setting of anyone's <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it's truly great. I mean, not to cheat on this episode by talking about other episodes but <laughs> homer's brain uh completely leaving his body when they're at the app apple uh cider place is yeah one of the funniest things that's ever happened he completely passes out but enough about that oh episode. Yeah, yeah yeah that's right that's right <laughs> well to bring it back to this episode i really love uh again like homer's just so dopey and goofy and fun in this episode um his exchange with marge around this uh scene is so funny when she says homer um, i have to go out and get something for dinner Steak? Steak? <laughs> Money's too tight for steak. Steak? Uh, sure. Steak. And you could hear, you could hear like the quotes in her, in her tone. It's just so funny. Yeah, they're going to get a cauliflower steak for sure. Yeah. Uh, at that point, that's when we get Milhouse and Bart punching each other, which is just so good. But like, because like, again, like that's just such a kid thing to do. Like, I, I know I had friends that would throw rocks at each other for fun. Like yeah. it was, it was like pre-cell phones. Do you was... just mean boys? Are you just describing boys? Boys and me. Oh, boys and you. Right. Yeah. Uh, the I don't know if you know this R and B band. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Julia. I'm not like other girls. Oh, <laughs> boys throw rocks tell. at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do the game where you like walk behind your friend and just trip them. Just yes. Trip them as hard yeah. as you could, and like people would fall and like scrape themselves, and that was a full success. Like, run away. I also wish that pantsing were a thing that adults could do without being <laughs> without it being harassment. Right. Yes, thank you. People aren't talking enough about that in this Me Too movement. If and you I'm vote glad for me, it up. <laughs> I'm going to bring pantsing back. Uh, so uh, I think that it's fair to say that the the scene with the squishy is iconic. Like, oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Like, I can't think of anything I wanted more than an all uh, syrup squishy. squishy after watching this. And it's like, I don't think as a kid I got, like, the parallels to drugs. I think I that was just... That and the hangover and yeah. all that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but as a kid, you're just like, oh my God, yes. And then it's, it's even funny because like Barney's there. It's very right. clearly, you know. I know. It's really clearly a bender. But yeah. again, like through kid eyes, you're just like, and then there's Barney. He's our friend as well. You know? I love that Barney gets shanghaied after they, like, he's on a barge <laughs> headed out to sea after that. I also love uh, Nancy Cartwright's read on, whoa, that's good squishy. I wrote <laughs> like, that in my notes. So intense. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the song. Let's actually listen to that song. Let's go crazy Broadway style! great song i love that song <laughs> I, let's go crazy broadway style i, I just love it i wanted to and i still may but uh i have done a couple like stand-up tory kind of runs where i just do like a week in new york or whatever i've yet to name one of them let's go crazy broadway style oh, but it's totally. in my back pocket <laughs> so watch out I remember uh, <laughs> back when people were really thought that they were trying to hide where Springfield was. Right. I remember when Bart said, New York's that away, mister. People being like, that's a clue. Uh, like they were so, uh, it was so stupid. What a fun time to be alive, though. I know. It was a way more innocent time. I know. <laughs> uh, I really love the free goo moment from Homer. Yeah. There, by the way. Uh, and, and Barney just saying, like, I don't know where you magic pixies came from, but I like your pixie drink is so good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And they get tattoos, but they're temporary. I, they? I yeah, they, they're rub-on tattoos. Right, right, right. Yeah, it gets seedy at the end of the, <laughs> of the song. I it's know. Great. It basically becomes the deuce. <laughs> I couldn't couldn't help but, but compare the two as I was watching that. Again, like watching The Simpsons through adult eyes is always this fun odyssey of all these really dark things they may be referencing. I uh, I really like that Lisa is, is able to to recognize this as something that just exists in the kid world cuz she she talks about it she's like ah the remorse of the sugar junkie cuz like mm-hmm. she get she just knows that that's a thing that happens to kids I guess. Yeah. Um and yeah he blacks out fully and is just wearing this junior camper's uniform. Mm-hmm. Um uh, yeah. so uh, Marge is trying to explain like you know it actually is kind of cool like I know that you think it's lame <laughs> but you know there's some neat things like singalongs and flag ceremonies. Oh it's so funny. <laughs> uh, I also love this line from Homer Again, they're just delivering on all cylinders here. Uh, and I, I think I, I love this one, too, because it was part of uh, one of the albums, so I, I would listen to it a lot. But um, Homer says, well, weaseling out of things, oh, he tells Marge, don't discourage oh, the God. boy. <laughs> weaseling out of things is important to learn. It's what separates us from the animals. Except the weasels. I love that pause. It's so yeah. simple and sweet, and it's like the joke math of it is so perfect. And oh no, like whoever wrote that line in the room just like immediately dunked the basketball. Oh, like that's such a perfect joke. He went home for the rest of the day. He did. Yeah, <laughs> he got to go home and have dinner with his wife. All these people are eating dinner with their wives. <laughs> it ain't right. It ain't right. I think that might was that an off podcast joke that we should maybe. Oh it doesn't yeah, matter. that's right. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my question uh, is, what what dirty word got shaved into Milhouse's head that Skinner says, what is it with you kids obsessed with that word? Shall we all go around? I mean. <laughs> so, uh, you, uh, you guys go first. <laughs> um, tromboner. Mm. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Adam? <laughs> fuck. Just a classic fuck. Just a classic fuck. So it's classy. It's classic. Do you guys remember, this is slightly off topic, but do you ever see the movie Hocus Pocus? Yes, recently, for my first time. Wow, really? Yeah. Adam, did you ever see Hocus Pocus? I've I know seen it. My wife, my wife loves it. Yeah. So He's saying it's a chick flick. Get him! It's a chick flick. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> There's one character who has, his name is Ice, and he's got ice shaved into the back <laughs> of his head. So maybe it was an homage to that. I feel like someone would, could very easily just put an L at the front of that and really fuck that kid's <laughs> life up. Yeah. It's all, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> like it's fucking plague time. <laughs> well, he... Like they identify kids with lice by writing in their hair. Get him, boys. Next kid. Next kid. <laughs> uh, well, well, if it were Skinner, he would uh, shave him bald, young man. And you need to learn that hair is a privilege, not a right. I that love, was great. love it. That, 
I watched it last night and my wife laughed out loud at that line. Well, like, it's especially funny coming from someone that has hair. <laughs> like, it's just his belief system, not even personal. Right. Kind of makes it even Listen, better. He's a veteran. He's out there for all adults. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, Nelson kind of tries to bully Bart when he finds out that he's got, uh, campers, referring to them as campers, pampers, and, you know, they're going to steal them, to which Bart is just like, okay, have fun. I and, love this. yeah, Jimbo's saying, you better pretend you want your uniform back, twerp, <laughs> and just that, like, pathetic, just like, oh, no, my uniform. What I love about this is that it like hints at a self-awareness of both parties of the bullies and of the bullied that there is a transaction that needs to go <laughs> into place yeah exactly. very well put i love Thank that you. i i i dig the i dig that being like again like the kids are the more more the adults than the adults themselves this is world. the social code you will adhere to this <laughs> uh, or else the, our whole world will fall apart listen listen dude i'm gonna be up all night thinking about this uh i'm gonna have terrible kid inside Insomnia, so you just need to <laughs> pretend to be, you know, tormented. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I love, so Edna is about to have some type of surprise, uh, but when Martin suggested it's a surprise quiz, it just completely derails the class. Right. That is what they right. have to I, do now. Talk about your non sequitur. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's it's simply as a device, of course, to, to show that there's something good about being a junior camper. Mm-hmm. You get to leave early. Uh, we get this character, what is his name, Warren? Uh, I was just going to say, I don't know, if, have we ever seen that character ever again? No, because he's a very so. shaky, nervous little character whose <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> dad's in prison, we learn. Yes. And I'm just like, I, I, where did this guy go? Yeah, yeah I think his name is Warren. I was going to ask you guys um, if you ever had or joined a club when you were younger just to get out of class. Hmm. Did you ever have anything like that in your schools? I, you know... I just would get out of, my dad would just take me out of class all the time to go do fun stuff. So I don't think I ever needed to, to find an excuse. <laughs> That's incredible. In high school, if, I was an editor of the newspaper because, of course. Of and, course. Yeah. <laughs> and we had uh, newspaper passes. So we could, like, leave the building. We oh, could say, cool. like, I'm going to sell ads for the newspaper and just go <laughs> ditch three periods. And, oh, like, yeah. It was a great, great privilege. I would definitely ditch a lot in high school. And I had a a very close kinship with a teacher who wasn't even my teacher who would write me notes for all the classes I want to miss. And he would just buy me meatball subs from Subway. That's fine. I remember now being weird. (laughs) That's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, I joined um, the orchestra in elementary school and i am not musically talented whoa at all (laughs) um and so and then it became very clear to the teacher uh for that club that i was not and she was very cool she just let me kind of wheeze into a trumpet and then sit off to the side a little bit and then uh (laughs) later on i had I was a child worker in the elementary school cafeteria. Oh, I can picture that. <laughs> I can. That's a comedian, I certainly can. <laughs> comedian maker right there. And uh, got to leave a couple minutes early. I love that. And get a free lunch, baby. I think that's great. <laughs> I made $2.13 an hour. <laughs> I was, and it went right to the school store. <laughs> I know. It was like prison wages. <laughs> like, where does this money go? <laughs> So uh, when Bart finally does go, uh, he learns that Flanders is, of course, the leader and that it's going to be just as dopey as he was afraid it was. Uh, It's even worse because Jasper's taking a sponge bath. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love the line of like, help yourself, but stay above the equator. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is so fucking good. It really is. It also flies by like it's it like is so full of jokes and so fast. Uh, But of course, what you know, once we blow past the bird feeder uh we get to see that there's a pocket knife uh Mm. which has a spork on it which poor warren is just like don't hurt me (laughs) i really am worried about this kid i mean if his dad's in in jail and a spork is scaring him that's painting a little bit too clear an image of his backstory i mean maybe warren was off at the end with ernest borgnine and company like maybe warren dies in this episode and that's the sort of (laughs) unwritten subtext i think you're right fan theory i met ernest borgnine outside of a barnes and noble when i was 17 and freaked out i was really, really i was really stoked yeah i had a very hipstery friend who was just like is that ernest borg and i was like it is <laughs> <laughs> and i must go freak out <laughs> yeah he signed my book that was just like drawings that i did and it didn't make any sense for him to sign it i was like i just want your was, signature 
Was he like, you may remember me as Sergeant Fatso Judson from here to eternity. <laughs> and all the kids just screamed with joy. <laughs> um, I always love that. I mean, there's such an obsession with kind of older you know, men, I guess, by the Simpsons writers. Like oh, they yeah. love they love their old men. Rough old dudes, I think. Yeah. And it's so funny to place that love in children. <laughs> to like mm-hmm. be like, kids love Ernest Portman. It's so And from funny. here to eternity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or Mickey Rooney or I, I, I love feel Mickey like Rooney. the most classic is um the security guard in um Marge Be Not Proud when Bart gets caught shoplifting Mm -hmm. and I forget the name of that character actor every time but he was like one of those like classic Hollywood assholes catfish that was was, (laughs) yeah that was part of the joy of him just like I want you to yell at me like one of those old character actors oh totally yeah Uh, that's that right there honestly not to be a nerd is like the beauty of the Simpsons like I remember that joke but I didn't remember it well and I was rewatching the episode and he's like, you may remember me as Sergeant Fatso Judson from Here to Eternity. <laughs> and you expect the kids to go like, oh, but instead, they're elated <laughs> yeah. nonsensically. And that's such a funnier joke. Like, I feel like that's a lesson in TV writing right there. Like, yes. instead of zigging, zag. Yes. It's, it's way funnier that the kids are fired up about this when they should in no way be. I also love, I mean, that kind of style of joke, but, you know, placed in a different way. One of my favorite jokes of The Simpsons, I forget which season and which episode particularly it is, um, but Bart is waiting for Homer to pick him up from soccer practice and a group of other kids, you know, roll up to him and they say, hey, Bart, do you want to come with us? We're going to go see an R-rated movie. And he goes, oh, sorry, guys, I'm waiting for my dad. And they go, all right. And as they drive off, they start chanting, Barton Fink. <laughs> Barton Fink. <laughs> I just uh, love it. Great. Uh, so we have another sponsor come up, the 10 Do's and 500 Don'ts of Knife Safety. Yes. Uh, don't do what Donnie Don't does is one of my favorite things. Yeah, they could have made this clearer. <laughs> uh, uh, so basically when, when Bart leaves, he's just like, ah, I don't need a knife. Uh, and we have a wonderful knife montage. Yes. Uh, I love what he says. Yeah, tell us. Oh, it seems like everywhere I look. People are enjoying knives. It's really true. The uh, the 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 Mo and Mole Man uh, knife fight is. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. <laughs> Me too. Uh, is unlike any other. I, I also so Mo says in this moment, just like when I say put your beer in a coaster, I mean it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's such a funny reason to cut somebody, and the, the fact that Mole Man has this gigantic knife that makes him topple over is is so classic Mole Man. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we get a few, we get a few moments. We get Martin with the cookies. Uh, we get the appendix. Uh, yeah, I love having a, a man's appendix uh, treated like a grenade. And I love that he just buttons up his shirt. It's like, thank you, doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we, when Bart goes back, he gets a rubber knife uh, and was right. uh, the rubber training knife. Right. You've achieved the rank of Pussy Willow is what he gets. Flanders <laughs> says. I just love, I mean, uh, that must have been such a fun creative brainstorm for the writers um, for this episode of like, you know, what's the lamest sounding level that is so anti-Eagle Scout, you know, for this junior camper's wiener town <laughs> yeah um yeah pussy willow mm-hmm. that seems like so, I yeah don't know. i'd say they nailed it <laughs> yeah, yeah they nailed it uh so in the class they learned that they could trap wild animals which leads to uh bart putting a pie on the floor which is oh, uh thusly so known as floor pie <laughs> uh <laughs> which i love uh i love how he's i mean it's essentially kind of I, I, you wouldn't call it a bear trap, but like it's you know some some like wild yeah yeah some wild animal shit. Um, but I love him dangling from the ceiling, still trying again. Like Homer is just so goofy in this, trying to get the pie with his mouth, and then Santa's little helper comes up and just eats it in front of him. <laughs> like oh yeah uh, yeah. As Adam said, like they really do make it pretty clear that like you know we could we could look past that he's being a total jerk because he's so stupid in this episode mm-hmm. um and yet yeah, we we went through it already so but when they're watching the itchy and scratchy episode yeah uh, bart is kind of viewing it in the way that a lot of simpsons people view the simpsons which is like oh these writers don't know anything they should have used this type of you know whatever instead of this thing i feel like there's also a lot of really fun um you know 
I mean, it, it, we are seeing essentially what is like a Tom and Jerry kind of back and forth between um, Bart and Homer in this. But I wanted to – there's a lot of really great visual gags in the episode. And one in particular that's like blink if you miss it, but it's so satisfying. It comes up after Floor Pie. Homer gets out of his car and there's this like, you know, little like, I guess, rug shape, like circular rug thing right next to his car when he gets out and he falls into a pit and goes, and then goes, oh, Apple. And that's it. Yeah. And it's so good. I just love it so much. I mean, they just got so goofy with this episode. I wonder what the network notes were like with that. And with Homer walking by the window, a second Homer, you know, somebody was like, guys, you're killing me. You can't do this. Like, but it's so perfectly. No, this is this doesn't matter. This is a cartoon. But yeah, I mean, that's I mean, the the Simpsons didn't they weren't allowed to be given network notes. So that's how they got away with this stuff. So it's kind of like any time that you're just like, how did they do that? It's just like because they're the only show that's ever existed that hasn't had to be at the mercy of those types of things because they were the biggest shit ever happen again. Oh, yeah. Except for maybe, oh, well, Netflix, I guess, is kind of doing a similar model. But it wasn't as like, this is locked in. Because when James L. Brooks sold the show originally, he was like, yeah, but you can't give us any feedback. And they were like, well, fine. <laughs> we're Fox and we've got literally one show. Right. Yeah. God, that's the best. It's such a I jackpot. Know. I can't believe it. But I, off of what you said, Adam, I'm I'm curious just what the exec reaction. Yeah, what they thought. What they thought. Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't aware they existed in this, like, note-free. <laughs> yeah. I know. Elijah Field. That's insane. Yeah, well, do, doesn't uh, it kind of explain how, like, it is one of the best shows of all time? Like, right. obviously they have the best writers and such a great, you know, you know, world and, and all these characters. But, like, think of how much funnier shows we already love could be if they right. weren't given notes. And, like, you know, it's kind of nice to think about when you are like, well, how come The Simpsons is so, like, perfect? Yeah. You know, they, they're really not being filtered in the way that a lot of other comedy is. Yeah, that's I, fantastic. I'm glad I know that now. I'm sorry I didn't know that before, but that's oh, great. No. Yeah, no, it's yeah, fine. yeah. It's fine. We forgive we you. We forgive <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, and then of course around this time we get that moment we talked about earlier. Oh, it's so good of uh, Lisa saying that cartoons don't have to be 100% realistic and just having Homer walk by while he's sitting on the couch. It's beautiful. It trips it me out. Beautiful. I'm going to think about that when I take mushrooms. Let's it's all... 1993 and they're doing that. Brilliant. I know. Uh, Brilliant. Let, let's all take mushrooms right now on our second break. Oh, okay. Hey, this is John Roderick of America. I know that guy. He also made the theme song for My Brother, My Brother and Me. And you've teamed up with uh, your friend Adam and a guy you also know, Ben Harrison. Hey, you're my friend. Uh, And we make a uh, war movie podcast called Friendly Fire. Now, you may be turned off by the premise right then and there. But you would be wrong. <laughs> well, it's because it's about so much more than war or war films. War movies are also a great window into filmmaking and the way our culture thinks of itself and other cultures think of themselves. So listen to Friendly Fire on MaximumFun.org every Friday or get it wherever you get podcasts. Everybody, how was your trip? Oh, it was good. Mine was. I good. talked to God. Oh, cool. Uh, how Did he sound guy? like Ernest Borgnine? <laughs> yeah, and he said he's loving the podcast. Oh, God. Thanks, God. What a hell of a guy. But that's the thing I like about God. It doesn't matter how long it's been since we've checked in. We pick up where we <laughs> left off like a good friend. Uh, <laughs> uh, at this point, uh, we find out that there's going to be a father-son rafting trip, uh, to which we learn that Warren doesn't have a dad. And this mm-hmm. is when we get the the Ernest Borgnine stuff, which we've already talked about. But if there are any moments, obviously, let's go through them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love the way that Flanders introduces Ernest oh, Borgnine yeah, into yes, the story. Yes. Um, you know, uh, his dad is in prison. Warren said that he starts to say that he has a brother who would love to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. And then Flanders, yeah, right. <laughs> Flanders cuts him off and goes, don't you fret. A special celebrity dad has been arranged for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. I'm sorry. Ernest Borgnine has already been booked. <laughs> it's uh, great. I also love uh, slightly before that when Bart is starting to consider what this means, uh, you know, for him and Homer uh, bringing him along on this father-son rafting trip. We get that fun little like daydream of, you know, him imagining Homer saying, 
Duh, I'm the captain. <laughs> My son is Bart. <laughs> and it's also so funny that the other men are so learned and like sophisticated. It's <laughs> yeah. A, yeah, it's an insight into like weird Bart and Bart's no longer just bad boy on a skateboard. He like actually aspires to have these sophisticated men around him. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, so fun. Yeah. There's this moment too, where, uh, you know, Homer's roasting Bart talking about like, what are you going to do? Make some furniture out of some crappy wooden logs. And then the, you know, the, the chair breaks and he just is uh, stupid poetic justice. Yeah. <laughs> Something and, he shouldn't even know. <laughs> I know. I know. But I, I do love, I mean, uh, you could spend all day arguing about, like, you know, the moments when Homer kind of alludes to an intelligence that is greater than what we know him to have right. for the sake of a joke. But I feel like because they've done so many crazy, stupid moments with them in this episode, the joke is that it's this sudden flash exactly. of an IQ. We know it's a yes. joke as opposed to a not understanding of the character that's been developed for right. five years right. at this point. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but at this point, when... Both of the both both son and father are trying to get out of this father son rafting trip. Uh, the two are trying to come up with this like reverse psychology of yeah. how they're going to do it. Um, and uh, one thing too is that he's saying just like, oh, I have this you know this father son rafting trip. He's like, you don't have a son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we get that great line of you know, shut up, brain, or I'll stab you with a Q tip. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get the two of them coming out there just so just like through gritted teeth, just like, right. Dad, I have this trip and I want you to come. I'd be delighted <laughs> and just so upset with both of themselves. Yeah. And, this and they're like clenching their fists, like <laughs> gestured power stances at one yeah. another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this moment, I mean, we joked earlier about there being this B story with Homer being a jerk, but... In a way, it kind of is because it's been teeing up. It was funny on its own, just Homer being Homer. But, you know, like the magic of The Simpsons is that so seamlessly we see that it's been teeing up this moment of like emotional stakes of Bart not wanting to bring Homer along and being embarrassed now that he's so involved with the junior campers. And so it just makes this like standoff between them. It has more impact. And it's just really great that like we know this last act is going to be really tense. Yeah, and I guess if there's a sea story, it's just all the shit that happens with Ernest Borgnine's group of kids. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> because you come in on Warren, who's crying, and you get Ernest saying, it's like, I promise, it's going to be fun. And he's, you know, he's laughing way too much, and it's so creepy. Yeah. I One also- of the funniest things that happens to me on any or that I, on any TV show is when a character does not deserve something terrible to happen to them, and <laughs> yes. it happens to them. Yeah, that to me is as funny as things get. And like Warren and Ernest Borgnine and all the other campers, <laughs> they, yeah. they earn none of this. Yeah. And it's just the best. Yeah, because pathetic characters are just so fun when they're just so like sublimely pathetic. And you're just like, right. oh, man. Yeah, like the captain, uh, you know, I, know. Being, oh, I don't uh, know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so basically, the the teams pair up. You get two dads to a raft. Uh, mm-hmm. You you get a glimpse of some of the other fathers, which is also kind of cute and not dissimilar to what Bart was imagining. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, of course, you know you get Ned and Homer paired together because that's exactly what's going to happen. Right. Uh, he is such a nerd, saying things just like that's why they call them rapids and not slopids. Right. Uh, and Bart laughs, which Homer, I love this. Yeah. You are not my son. <laughs> It's so funny. I mean, it it is so quick in that, but it it is like that perfect kind of joke character beat with it. I also wanted to say that Flanders says the phrase, want me to zinc your sniffer. Oh, yes. I'd love that. I wrote that that down. Yes. I want to I want to bring that back. Into my Want me to zinc your sniffer? Want me to zinc your sniffer? <laughs> huh, what? That's a new uh, sphincter says what? Oh, yeah. Do that really quick. Yeah. Uh, basically, they get into a life-threatening situation where they need to pick which direction to go on this raft. And uh, they're leaving it up to Homer, who's looking at the map. Uh, who, of Krusty Burger, one of, the, of our of, sponsors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, there's a new Mexico. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, when checked back in on so many Krusty Burger locations. Um and, you know, they have to figure it out. And Homer leads them into the middle of the ocean upon suggesting that they just, you know, sit back and let it take you out into the, you know, whatever. The current take you out, but there's no current. There's no current. Mm-hmm. They get totally stranded. They end up, He ends up having a dream, which I love. Oh, my God. 
Oh my god, that was my favorite thing because it kind of came back from the commercial. Yes. And I totally forgot that he's dancing to Sugar Sugar by the <laughs> oh Archies and it's dancing so with a bunch of like animated candy, <laughs> yeah. loving life. Oh, it's so great. And the like way, a 60s yeah. beach flick. Yeah. It's so good. Like the way it's animated, uh, I really tried to, you know, that, that thing that's going around Twitter of people doing that meme of like me on first day of Twitter, me now or something. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to do like him dancing all gleefully, me first day of Twitter when they're melting <laughs> me now. <laughs> totally. You should do I that. May. Do, it. do it. Thank you. I will achieve my dream. We're all waiting to retweet it. Everyone loves a podcast where one of the hosts <laughs> describes what they're going to do on the internet. Yeah. yeah. And then the other two blindly encourage them. So they can, do so it, they can girlfriend. Thank it. you. I believe in myself. <laughs> uh, basically, they're running out of water because Homer is just like, my socks are a little bit dirty. Uh, needs to clean Not them again. off. Not <laughs> he again. He's such a jerk in this. So like in, Up until this point in the episode, you know, he's just been kind of mild and harmless in like him being dopey. And now he's a liability. Oh, and, definitely. And you could sense that tension and frustration that's building. Yeah, and he's about to drink seawater and is telling them, just like, you know the poem, water, water everywhere, so let's all have a drink. <laughs> uh, we we get the seagull who flies by and should be a ray of oh hope. Oh, my God. This is so dark. Yeah, Flanders when he says, like, oh, a seagull, uh, they only fly near land. They only go to the ocean when they want to die. And then it just <laughs> fucking dies. And then Homer's all in his face about, like, see, I was right, you know? And it's like, we are doomed. Uh, and, and then, uh, you know, you kind of would assume in a different – I mean, maybe on a different TV show, this this would obviously be the only raft that has bad stuff happening in it. And it's so it's so much funnier that, that Ernest's Everybody crew else. is truly just – just fucked there the deliverance banjo song starts playing i uh, mean that it's why it's comedy jazz they're playing the off notes it's just like that the kids love ernest Borgnine instead of like hating him that they you know that, that while they're having a bad time they're having an even worse time that right. they just don't even get into I, it's it's so clever it really is i love the term comedy jazz it's about the it jokes is. you don't make. Yeah. 100%. I'm just going to write a pilot about negative space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Juliet, walk us through this Wiggum moment because you're the Wiggum head. The Wiggum head. Um, I'm afraid to say that I may not have made a beat-by-beat -beat note of it. I think of Julia every time there's a Wiggum joke because I know Julia loves Wiggum, and this He's one really got me. Basically, as is usually the case, someone calls uh, the police station, mm -hmm. and, he, and he explains just like, you you know, I can't help you. We're too busy. And you cut to him playing checkers with a dog. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this may have been the point in my notes where I was like, you know what, Julia? You've been taking too many notes. You have. You needed <laughs> a break. some for the rest of them. And then you uh, checkmated a dog. It was great. Uh, yeah. But I, I got uh, around this time we see a moment with the flare gun. They find a flare gun. Homer kills a guy. I know. It's really dark. Maybe even three guys. How many confirmed kills from this episode alone? It's yeah. a lot. Um, uh, I mean, that's canon. Homer is a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. He just added to the list of 187 jobs he's had. Um, he shoots the airplane with the flare gun. And then he goes, well, when they come to rescue him, they'll rescue us. And then we just see like a helicopter dives in and like saves the guy without <laughs> any incident. And I'm happy that they didn't go super dark with this. But you see the dolphins come up and Flanders excitedly says like, dolphins always help humans lost at sea. And they're all talking to each other in the subtitles to say, you're all going to die. <laughs> yes. Uh I really loved uh, Homer just continuing to slap Flanders uh, yeah, because it's such a fun trope of just like slapping somebody so they're back to normal. Just like, oh, thanks. I really needed that. And just continuing to go and then continuing still. Uh, and he just says diddly at one point, And yeah. that really got me. Yeah. I also love like how disheveled Ned is designed in this scene. There's something about we always talk, Adam, about how like we love um, when the Simpsons are in different costumes uh okay. outfits <laughs> when, how cute it is how cute it is um but it's it's a nice little fun thrill to see sort of like an off model not off model but you know what no, i mean totally like off design ned flanders looking, sure you know, right. down to the stubble yeah. yeah it's just it's just nice it's like here we are in the middle of an adventure 
Absolutely. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, this is when we get that great uh, Godspeed little doodle. Uh, right. D- have you heard about the uh, Metal Flanders Band? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's... Oh, killy, do killy. Yeah. So there, oh, wow. There are yeah. five guys in a metal band that dress in the Flanders green sweater, white shirt, and brown slacks, and they're great in all of the songs. They just sound like normal metal songs, but all the lyrics are about Flanders, and one of their songs is called Godspeed Little Doodle. Oh, I didn't know no that. Way. Yeah. And you could learn more about Simpsons music in our book, 100 Things Simpsons. <laughs> Fans oh, must know what a you before they die. Plug. <laughs> uh, comes out September fifteenth, and I may have written that chapter. Uh, That's awesome. I'm going to YouTube that as soon as we're done here. Oh my god, it's so fun. You could do it now. Just be quiet. Um, <laughs> but you, you get you get the cheese doodle. Just you know, going all the like this fish catches it, and then Homer just saying like he'll be back, which is one of my favorite visual jokes, <laughs> and I feel like you see a lot on The Simpsons, but just like animals being flung out (laughs) (laughs) oh my god the cat and the catapult yes kills one of the best jokes of all time (laughs) and there's no words it's just you uh and i love i love just yeah animals being animals and and it being you know like such a nail in the coffin of you know the torture that these human characters are feeling it's it's just so great every time uh Adam, would you be able to walk us through what happens when Homer uh, gives Bart the gift that he was planning to give him uh, and how it affects the other group of kids, if you happen to remember? Because it's so good. Yes. Well, (laughs) Homer, it's kind of that tension between Homer and Bart we've been talking about all episode. But, like, Homer gives Bart finally a real deal Swiss Army knife. Yeah. And uh, he asks him where he got it, and he says, I swiped it from that (laughs) Ernest Borgnine guy. Cut that smash cut to Borgnine, like trying to protect the kids from a bear. And he's like, I'll use my trusty, uh, just like put it in his oh pocket. Oh my God. And, and the voice acting in this with him, it made me curious. It could go either way that they wrote all of the, um, um, uh, um, uh, oh, yeah. uh, you know, or it could have been improvised, but it, I, I want to believe that it was in the script. I love it. I think it was a long day in the sound booth. <laughs> yes. Bernie was bored that day. (laughs) I want to hear those outtakes. Yeah. Um, You get a really sweet moment from that where Bart says, if I had the strength, I'd give you a hug. Mm. Uh, And as he's handing him the the Swiss Army knife, it, of course, pops open and lands in uh, the raft. But because it's the Simpsons and that would be too easy, the way that it actually breaks is there's like a little like magnifying glass that gets heated up and just pops it it open. Yeah. and the 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 kid, you know, they're all about to die at this point. Um, and you know, the the boat explodes, but then you have this uh, moment where Homer is just like, or, or someone says, like the foul stench of death is upon us, uh-huh. uh, and then smells hamburgers, and you get kind of like a Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer uh, mo- Homer like save the day yeah. <laughs> from Homer. I also love, I mean, again, like the seamless, like mastery of comedy writing that is The Simpsons is that all of these jokes that we've had earlier with the Krusty Burger map and with, you know, all of this stuff just is fine on its own. Like you don't really think that it's planting a payoff. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to pay off. Yeah. I just thought it was a funny joke the whole time. And at no point during their time on this raft was like, was I like, oh, well, it's obviously going to end up at the unmanned oil rig. Right. <laughs> I love another, oh. another where's Springfield Easter egg from this episode for ah. the bored children of the early 90s. <laughs> <laughs> it was a oil rig off the East Coast. That oh. was big. That was a huge tell. <laughs> yeah. Instead uh, of it, what is it that like Springfield is the most popular city name yeah, in all? Exactly. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I, I mean, that was like a cult rumor that it was like a specific town and right. they were going to reveal it. Like that was people talked about that. I know. I love, I love that. that. Um, th- basically, you check in on the oil rig Krusty Burger, and it's so good. It's I know. so good. Do you want to walk us through it? Because it's just so great. Well, it's just Krusty like pacing in this like empty Krusty Burger, and all his advisors are like, "We kept telling you, Krusty, it's an unmanned oil rig." <laughs> As if the oil rig idea is not bad enough. Yeah, an unmanned oil rig. <laughs> Fine, close up the shop. Then in, in walks Homer. 
Yeah. 700 Krusty Burgers. That made me laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that got me so bad. Uh, and I love, you know, Squeaky Voice Teen. He's like, you want fries with that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Homer being so, like, dogged and, you know, Bart tries to talk to him and he's like, shh. Eating. Yeah, I'm proud you're my father. Go away, eating. <laughs> <laughs> and then you check in on you check in oh on the, the Borgnine kids again. It's so great. If either of you want to walk us through the ending, it's just so good. Uh, so they we check in on uh, Ernest Borgnine and all of the children, and they're like around a campfire, and it's <laughs> feeling finally singing, singing. It's feeling peaceful idyllic and uh he says it sure is lucky we stumbled upon this old abandoned summer camp (laughs) and then we cut to a pov um from the forest you know sort of like predator style i think just directly or a ripoff of predator and it's like you know zeroing in (laughs) and uh we see the last shot is you know whatever this predator type uh alien is attacking Ernest Borgnine and him <laughs> screaming in pain as he dies <laughs> through and the then, predator POV. Yeah. Yep, and roll, then, roll credits. Roll credits. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, fucking, I what a work of art. I think we should all uh, take a moment and raise a glass for Warren, who undoubtedly did die at the end of this episode. Right, right. What but a I like torturing to think life. Only died after witnessing horrific things first. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it wasn't just a clean death. It took a little while. You, but yeah, but when you think about it, like, what is that quality of life? You know, yeah. after the PTSD sets in, yeah, and it was yeah. better. He, you know, yeah, it was better off that he. Warren's in a better place. He is to Warren. To Warren. Warren. <laughs> we dedicate this podcast. Uh, so, uh, Adam, if there could be one lesson from this episode, what would it be? Rest in peace, little doodle. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. it. Of all the characters, uh, I would love to know uh, who who Lydia would have felt like she was the most like, or maybe who her favorite was, and then who your favorite character that you resonate the most with is. Oh man, Lydia! Like Lydia would really love a Warren. Like any. Really? Like, <laughs> there's a scene in the movie Billy Madison, The Dovetail, that was like always made us laugh so hard, and it was in one of those like parties in between grades that he keeps throwing for himself yes Mm -hmm. and uh not norm mcdonald but his other friends just blasting a kid with a hose in the face yeah and the kid kid says why are you doing this i don't even know you (laughs) lydia liked that just as much as i like that um (laughs) sort of just really shitting on these characters that so don't deserve it Uh, that that made us laugh (laughs) much like it does with warren oh yeah Uh, and then for me, I was a big Millhouse guy, but I also really liked um, Martin. I liked just seeing Martin. Yeah. Like when Martin had got tried to share the cookies and got shoved face first <laughs> to the mud, like that's that really does it for me. There's uh, a confidence in Martin that I really respect, that he's just unabashedly himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he has the attitude we've talked about on the podcast, which is like, my geode must be acknowledged. I know. Yeah, which is all the internet if we're going to talk about that. Another, oh, sorry, I, I just oh, don't get a chance to nerd out about Simpsons as much as you guys. Another <laughs> another Milhouse-ism that's, like, incorporated into my life that I say is, like, but why did I have the bull, Bart? Why <laughs> did I have the, the bull? bull? It's so good. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I have a song called Everything's Coming Up Milhouse where it's all just the the saddest, most pathetic Milhouse lines, and that's one of my favorites, mm-hmm. too. Um, good one. And so people should definitely check out your book, which is available now. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to plug? And can you let us know where people could find you online? Sure. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Kate Holland, C-A-Y-T-O-N-H-O-L-L-A-N-D. Got a new album out on Comedy Central Records. Hell yeah. Uh, Woo. Uh, Adam Holland performs his signature bits. Nice. And uh, season, season three of Those Who Can't is coming later this year. Hell yeah. Adam, thank you so much for being on the show. This was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Congrats on your book, guys. I can't wait to read it. Thanks. We'll send you a copy. You know, as being both published book authors. Yes, well. This will be the last time we are nice to each other. (laughs) I'll send you both your uh, congratulatory blazer. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Elbow patches, I assume. (laughs) Of course. Yes, of course. And you'll be getting your bubble pipe in in the mail. (laughs) Great. Uh, 
So, Juliet, where can people find you? Ah, thanks so much for asking, Allie. You can find me at Julia Prescott on all the things. Allie, where can people find you? Thank you so much for asking. You could find me at <laughs> Allie Gertz and all the things. You could find us at Simpsons Pod. Mm-hmm. And you can catch us live um, on some of our upcoming uh, tour dates. We are going to be in Denver on Saturday, December 1st. We are going to be in Seattle on Friday the 7th. And we're going to be uh, in Portland on Saturday the 8th. And um, you can find those tickets on our Twitter. So go there. Thanks, everybody. Everything Swimming Up Simpsons is a production of Maximum Fun. Our show is engineered and edited by Jesus Ambrosio. And our senior producer is Laura Swisher. Swish. Smell you later. Smell you later. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.